Join From Beer to the Bible every week as Irvin Lee and co-host Sarah Oliveira McDonald warn others of the consequences of drug and alcohol addiction by being the voice of faith-based recovery. Every week, Irvin and Sarah help people get access to the treatment and counseling they so desperately need. They explore the depths of addiction and give practical life examples of how to recover and develop a new rhythm of living. The show is gritty, authentic, and simply raw while being rooted in the love, faith, and hope of God. Welcome to From Beer to the Bible. Hi, and welcome to From Beer to the Bible. I'm your host, Sarah McDonald. We have Pastor Doug Hawk here from Gateway Church. We're going to continue our conversation on core wounds and addictions. But before we get started, please like, share, and subscribe at FromBeerToTheBible.com. As always, we're going to come to you in a spiritual anchor. Today, Doug, yeah. Pastor Doug is going to um, lead us in that. Absolutely. Uh, it's Proverbs 7, 1 through 3, and it says, My son, keep my words and treasure my commands within you. Keep my commands and live. And my law as the apple of your eye, bind them on your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart. And so um, I, I wanted to kind of just share kind of even what that means to me and what I experience in ministry often. Um, what I experience in ministry a lot of times is people that come in and um, especially if they've been in the church world for a long time um, and they don't understand the role they have to play. Uh, in partnering with what God wants to do in them. Yeah. He's already ready. He's already accomplished the work. He's ready to act, um, um, but he does not uh, uh, force himself on us um, or his will on us. And a lot of times um, we, we, there, there's this misunderstanding uh, of what our role is. And I feel like a lot of people that are uh, maybe, um, I'm going to use the word hyper-spiritual or overly religious, uh, miss what a lot of scripture says and where it commands us to take part in this. And uh, that's why I love this scripture. And there's so many, there's so many that are, that are good, um, that, that reveal our role. And it says, my son, keep my words. So that's something I'm supposed to be doing. Yes. <clears throat> treasure my commands within you. How do I treasure my commands? And one of the things we we've kind of touched on and we'll, we'll be touching on is, is, um, I place my affections on your commands. Uh, there are a lot of things my affect, affections want to go towards, but I'm choosing to place them here. So treasure my commands, making it a treasure of my heart. Keep my commands and live in my law as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your finger, write them on the tablet of your heart. And it's just, there's this action that the Lord is calling us to. And he's saying, this is your role, yeah. you know? And so, um, and, and it's, and it's, and it's uh, putting action steps to my relationship with the Lord. It's putting action steps to uh, uh, my recovery. And it's uh, and it's it's you know it's telling my soul where to aim and where to go. And it all goes back to Adam and Eve. They are the first ones that yeah. He gave a command to, yeah. and they fell short. Yeah. And we all fall short. Absolutely. You know. And I think that that's so important to yeah. realize what His commands are because it's always leading you to action. Like you said, um, there are people who are hyper spiritual in the church world, but don't do the recovery piece, the 12 yeah. step piece. There are a lot of people in the 12 step world that don't bring in, um, the Christ or the church or the, that, the, the spiritual piece. There's a lot of people who, um, don't bring in the counseling piece, the emotional wellness. And so it is, it's mind, body, spirit. Sorry. 
for a reason. You have there's different layers that you have to address to make you a whole person Absolutely. again. And that all takes action in Absolutely. some way, shape, or form. And it's continual action. Mm -hmm. It's not just check off the boxes right. and you're done. That's what so many people don't understand. Mm -hmm. And so many parents or loved ones want their um the, the person that's going through whatever it is to get fixed and yeah. they're not going to be fixed because it's a continual process and you're not going to be fixed because you're relying on that person to get fixed by something else. There's still something wrong with you that you need to get fixed. That That's codependency right. is a real addiction Absolutely. in and of itself. And you know, if you, I, I love telling people if you replace um, alcohol on the first step with, that person's name that you know it's <laughs> yes. always those steps are always relevant because right. you know oh. you fall short as well yeah and and you said it's daily and i and that's that is so accurate i think that 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 it, you know not that not that it's an idea of perfection that every day i remember to do this but i do believe it is so important that every day i am rem, i'm reminding my soul who I am, whose I am, um, and and who I love and who I choose, and um, and uh, and that that's a daily action step that I'm taking um, because there's in the world we live in today, especially where we are bombarded by distraction, uh, there is things constantly bidding for our soul. Absolutely, and um, you know, and you mentioned Adam and Eve, and I think about Cain and Abel, and where the Lord told Cain. Cain, don't you know that sin is crouching and it bids for you, it wants you. And that was just, I mean, we're barely into the word, you know, that's just, that's Cain, you know, and, um, and, and still to this day, still we to this day. suffer with spiritual warfare, which is Absolutely. the same thing that most people in the Bible suffered with as well. We're just, we just, it's a different world we live in yeah. today, um, but it's all still relevant. And that's the beauty of the yeah. Bible. It's, it's it is. speaking to us. And when we're checking, I think that when we check boxes, it reveals the motivation of our heart. Un even if it's unintentionally, if we don't know, because sometimes I think that's a cycle as well. We just, we want to get back to being good again. Yes. You know, and so we, we check our boxes. Because goodness is within. Yeah. The Holy Spirit lives in all of us. Uh, oh, and yeah. that is where true joy comes from. And I talk about that all the time. Oh man, and, you're going to get me going yeah. on. <laughs> and we want to get back there. Yeah. We don't want to be in our addictions. We don't want to mm -hmm. be in our sin. In, um, we just continually choose to do it because it makes us feel good. And living out of that account, there's the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in my mortal body, which means that I have constant and consistent access to the fruit of the spirit. Yes. But I am I'm acclimated to allowing other things to take up the throne of my heart. And so a lot of times I think, and I don't want to be way off in this, but I think what happens is we say, where did peace go? As if peace ran away somewhere. And we go on this journey of one day I'll get peace back or I hope I can get peace back or Lord help me get peace back. And we're not realizing that if I have constant access to an account that's never empty upon salvation because of the Holy Spirit in me, um, then what I'm really needing to look at is there's probably another account I've left open and that account stays in the negative and that's the account I'm used to living out of. And, and, and I've allowed something to take up the throne of my heart and that's where peace went. Yeah. But, but peace is fully accessible. All I have to do is dethrone whatever that thing is, you know, and, and, and anyway, but it's that daily, daily uh, place of, of um, not, not just checking boxes, but of, of daily surrender, daily uh, reminding my soul 
who who I am in the Lord, whose I am. Yep. And um, and I think that a major part of that is I have to know where I've been. I have to know where in order to know, um, um, I think, the fullness uh, uh, of who I am. Like I could use my wife as an example. Amy knows me fully. And for the first time in my life, 10 years ago, I discovered for the first time what it meant to be fully known and fully loved, fully known and fully chosen. Because there was nobody on this planet that had a secret anymore with me that my wife didn't know. Yeah. And, um, and that's that place with the Lord too, is that I can look at those painful places and, and, and be fully known and fully loved and remind my soul, uh, cause I do, I have to, cause, cause it's interesting that the enemy, the enemy of our soul and our soul often wants to remind us who we once were. Well, fully known and fully loved can be a scary thing too. Oh, once you yes. are fully known and fully loved mm -hmm. by your wife, by God, it's very scary. Yeah. you feel like you're going to fall short. You're not going to live mm -hmm. up and you can go back to your old ways. And that's where a lot of relapse happens, you mm -hmm. know, and that's where we have to bind ourselves to the word of the, of the Lord, because right. he's going to give us comfort and peace and serenity and joy. And that's why it's a continual process. It is. You're right. And it, Mar Mar you're hitting on that, that coming out of coming out of hiding, coming out of lie, lying in the secrecy and all of that, that world was the riskiest thing I ever, ever did. And you're right. Like I wouldn't have been able to do it. That's the biggest thing here is I would never have been able to do this without a, um, my relationship with the Lord. And, and I've got to say that the right way, because upon when all that came crashing down, I didn't think I had much of a relationship with the Lord, but it was, um, it was, uh, you know, uh, leaning back into the Lord, his word, people that could, that, that were around me that I knew were in a healthy place that could speak into that and, um, and learning how to trust his love. You know, I think it was the writer of the shack. I'm not sure if, I, if I'm right on this, that said it took me all of 55 years to wipe the face of my father off the face of God. And, and so I was having to learn too to acclimate, to acclimate, you know, and, and let the Holy spirit do that work in me where I can trust God, not just as God, but God as father mm -hmm. and, and heal. And, and it's, it is, it's this daily choosing that takes place. And that's um, where so many wombs come. Yeah. We, expect our earthly father to be mm -hmm. our spiritual father. And they're two different people. And sometimes our earthly father did not treat us oh, like yeah, our um, spiritual father does. And so that, that creates a lot of hurt and heartache, but we want you to know that, you know, mm -hmm. God loves you fully. Uh, mm -hmm. Whatever happened in the past, the core wounds, get to the bottom of them. Absolutely. Counseling, go to a spiritual mentor, go to the Bible. He, he is wanting to seek your heart and change your heart for the good. Yeah. I, I think that, um, it's taking those, you know, those, those, those first steps and that willingness. And actually, you know, I think, you know, Sarah, you might have a thought to this, but I think I had to also kind of come to the end of myself, uh, in a way, like I, I, I was finally truly tired of being who I'd been being. Yeah. And it had been destructive for a long time. It didn't just start being destructive. I had already tiptoed into some things and I just wasn't there yet. The mistress of, of pornography and the mistress of the things I was choosing, including worship ministry and being on a platform was still um, a go-to. And I wasn't, I wasn't at a place where I was ready to choose yet. And, 
And when I finally was like at the end of myself and I said, I'm tired of being who I've been being was, was when I could begin to take the first honest steps of toward recovery and say, I'm, I'm okay. I really am done. You know, um, but that's which, coming humbly before yes, the Lord. Which, so for before that, we have this ego. We all have the ego, mm-hmm. right? And before that, we still want to do it our way. Mm-hmm. He knows when we're ready. Exactly. You know, because I because I, I say that carefully because it's like that gives this idea that oh, and once I did, no relapse ever happened again, and I was good, and you know, and and but it wasn't like that, and that's the that beauty of being in the dirt with the Lord. And that's and, why it's important to yeah. to explain relapse is part of the process sometimes. Sometimes people Mm -hmm. have a burning bush experience. It's over and done with. Sometimes you have to have those little relapses because every single time, you know better, right? Because you've been, you've had a little taste of freedom. Mm -hmm. And the next time you relapse, you're like, oh man, I feel even worse. The shame and guilt comes pouring down. And then you get a little bit of freedom. You start taking some more action. It's like the layers of the onion. And sometimes that's, that's a process and that's okay too. Yeah. And I think, you know, quickly touching on that, that shame experience, if I could encourage anything, and I want to say the, the verbiage right here, but because I don't want to confuse anybody, there's, there's what I would call like a godly remorse. And there's even the guilt of something I've chosen that has real consequences, but shame and the voice of shame oftentimes says, I hate that what I've done to you makes me feel so bad about me. And it still tends to be self-focused. And so my challenge many times with, with individuals when they're wrapped up in shame is I'm, I'm like, lift your head up, lift your head up. Like, but I've messed up again. I lift your head up. Yeah. You're still a son. You're still a daughter. And if you can begin to grab a hold more and more of, of, of your identity of who you are, and I'm going to say in Christ is the, is the, the only real source, you yeah. know, um, that you can latch onto and it's be stable. Um, you know, the more you can do that, it turns into, I might still relapse, but when I, when I get up and when I stand up, I, that ability not to go, I'm this awful, decrepit person. I was meant for dishonor. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, I'm actually going, that's not who I am. I'm, I'm starting to come in agreement with what the Holy Spirit says. Yes which is his conviction. His conviction is never you're a bad person. His conviction is saying, I'm, I'm convicting, convicting you unto righteousness. And so it's, it's calling you up to who you are. And, um, and, and, and I like to say, you said those layers. I like to say that most of the time, there's that identity of who we are that's had so much of, of, of the junk of this world and woundedness and trauma and pain that is piled on more than it is about us trying to become someone that's way out here and hopefully one day we'll get there and we'll become that person. I would actually like to challenge that thought and say, maybe buried underneath all that shame and all those layers is the words of God says we were made by God and for God is, is, is who you are in God. Uh, of course, that's, 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 that's still a becoming process as well, but that latching onto the Lord and letting those layers fall off and beginning to discover who you really are in him yeah. uh, more than it is me looking at something far away and saying, I'm not that, um, you know, I think this happens in the church a lot. It's they come, we come into the church, we look around and we're like, I'm this addict. I'm this, 
this person. I'm not as good as everyone here. One day I hope I can be this. And the reality is, is that you already are God's son. You are his child. This is who you are. And you don't know what those other people in the pulpit are going through either. We just look at the outside. There's a lot of people that I've gone to church with who are like, I wish I had what you had because you have that definitive thing that has changed you, that has made you come to the Lord. I haven't experienced it or I don't know what mine is yet. Or, and I'm like, what? You don't want to be an alcoholic, but I understand what they're saying now, if that makes sense. Well, there is a, this beauty in sitting with people that are no longer afraid to, to touch their wounds. You know, I think that a lot of us have band-aids over bullet holes and, and, and we have wounds that are festering under band-aids and we, if you can't touch it, it's not healed. Yeah. And, and there's this beauty of sitting with people who bear the scars and they can touch their scars. And, you know, sometimes when the weather changes, their scars itch a little bit, you know, they're, they're, we're triggered or we're, but, but we are not afraid to touch the scars of things that have cost us something. And, and there's a beauty in that because there are a lot of people sitting in the pews, sitting in the churches that dare not touch their, their, their bullet holes, their, their scars, their wounds. Or like you, it happened so long ago that they forget yeah. And they haven't really gone there or they don't really think that they need to go there yeah. to dig deeper, to get closer to the Lord. That- you know, it, here's the, 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 the stepping stones of that for me were, was that there was all that woundedness of my childhood that I just ignored, suppressed, didn't know was there memories that I had suppressed. And it was really beginning to look at the, the the wounded the current woundedness the destruction of what had been of I'm going to just say that I had caused so it was uh, what what started with me on that journey was I had to start looking at the pain I was causing and then when I started actually looking at it and taking ownership of it then I was able to start asking why am I causing this pain is it because it, it's either that I'm just an evil person. And at the end of the day, I just want to harm my spouse. And at the end of the day, I just want to harm my children as, you know, be a bad father. And that's either the option I'm left with or something is at the root of all this. And, and that led me on that journey. It started to have, I started to have to ask the question why, because it, you know, like you said, some people have that encounter that seems to change them right away. That wasn't me. I'm not the guy that got the $10,000 check in the mail, you know, like it, God was like, no, you're going on this journey and we're going to burn a hole in this mountain uh, or trail in this mountain until you do. And what happened for me was I kept hitting the hurdle over and over and over and over. And finally I stopped to start looking back and going, what's the hurdle? Why do I keep hitting it? Yeah. And, and that's, I've had many, there's many, I could point out a lot of hurdles that I had to overcome and that I had to go on that journey and, and look at those core wounds in my life and, and discover that they were one, it was a discovery that they were there, you know, and, and it's so important. That's why it is important to have, you know, licensed therapists, uh, to have a, a, a good process to, to, to don't just do one thing. And I don't, I don't mean do it all at once either. I mean, you know, when I finished one of the processes, I stepped into another one. And then when I finished that one, I stepped into another one. 
Yeah. And I still go on those journeys to this day, you know, and I have to be in those constant journeys or I lose sight of, and I start getting into judgment and comparison and (laughs) expectations and all that Mm -hmm. ugliness can come in very quickly because the enemy wants to kill, steal and destroy you, especially the ones who have been healed Mm -hmm. from such a, a big thing. You know, I think you, you said that. And I think that, that that's a major part of also what keeps me tethered, um, to God's grace and, and in a healthy way, the cost of my sin, not the shame, the cost of my sin, but the cost of my sin, because by, by staying in community that's gone through similar things by staying, you know, in processes and things like that, because I do think I don't ever want to be a matter of fact, I don't ever want to become the pastor or the counselor or the person that forgets what the Lord's done. And then I, and then I become, then I start leading people into just checking boxes and, um, and, and I wouldn't do what I do today at gateway. I love gateway. I love what I get to do at gateway, but I would not do what I do today. If I didn't think people could, could thrive and, 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 and a major part of thriving, I, I really believe is, um, knowing where we've come from and keeping that not in front of us as a, as once again, as a shame point, but in front of us as, as a gratitude, a place of gratitude. Look, look what you've done, Lord. Um, You know, and, and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, remembering also the cost of it, you know, it was great. Absolutely. I don't, I don't ever, uh, when I, when I'm sitting across from my wife and we're having our anniversary hits, um, there is this joy and this not just satisfaction, but like this relief. Even we're here, we're 20 years in, we've made 20 years, we made it. But there's also a, a, a reverence of what the Lord has done, yeah. what that journey cost us. And, and in those moments, uh, even beyond anniversaries, it just makes me so grateful and it deepens my love. I didn't know I could love the way I love. I, uh, most people, when they knew me before, thought I was a robot. I, this arrogantly, I thought I was like this spiritual assassin. Like I'd go do like prison ministry and, and I could do all of that without shedding a tear. I had zero compassion is what that means. Um, because I had no clue how to really love. Yeah. And, and so this journey taught me how to love and, and, and I'm also like a crybaby now, you know? And so, you I know. love it. I love it. Well, how can people, um, reach you if they want to get a hold of you? So, uh, text, uh, care to seven ten ten. You wouldn't be just getting a hold of me. There's a process and uh, what you might be needing, whatever you're going through. And when you fill that form out, there's a lot of things you can fill out: marriage crisis, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, financial difficulty. There's a, a lot of things that that form will bring up. Infidelity. Um, it, you, and when you fill that out, it kind of points you in the direction of ministry at Gateway that, that's that's needed and where you'll start that journey. And so you just fill that out. And, and if infidelity is one of those, uh, you know, uh, when you text CARE to 71010, uh, um, you know, it'll rec- ask what campus you attend. The, the tendency would be to go, well, I, well I'm online because I don't attend or something. I would say s- select a campus. Find the one nearest you, select it. Um, and... If you're local, if you're not 
put online. But I would say um, uh, uh, if you're going toward the infidelity recovery ministry, if that's part of your story, then select Southlake Campus and that will get you in that process. Um, um, you know, uh, it starts with a process we call Anchor of Hope. Uh, Anchor of Hope uh, is anybody can step into it any time and it's a 10 week process. Um, uh, and, and that helps prepare you for our 13 week process, which is called marriage 911. And, um, um, but the journey starts by filling out that care form. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. And, um, going there. So perfect. My throat. <clears throat> and if anybody needs any resources on addiction and recovery, whether it be a therapist, a treatment center, um, a local 12 step group, please reach out to, uh, beerthebible.com. Thanks for having us. And can I, can, yeah. I, I don't mean to cut you off here, but can I say uh, thank you all for the ministry y'all do at Beard of the Bible. I appreciate it. I've watched a few of y'all's episodes and have enjoyed them uh, and um, love the, the, the attempts uh, and, and really the, the vessel and, the, and the, the, the mechanism this is for reaching a lot more people uh, who struggle with addiction or know people struggling with addiction um, and, and offering resources. So absolutely love this ministry. Thank so. you. Appreciate you. Thank Thanks you for coming today. <clears throat> Thank you for tuning in to this week's From Beer to the Bible. Make sure to tune in next week when Irvin and Sarah gift you with even more addiction recovery information. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And remember, we're always there for you.